Welcome to the Sober Nation FM podcast, where we're putting recovery on the map. I'm your host, Jonathan Sylvester. This show is brought to you by Sobriety Engine. Do you want to take your recovery to the next level? Do you want more support, community, and fellowship? Sobriety Engine is an incredible free online community of men and women supporting each other in their recovery. You can get a ton of great tips, resources, and guidance to help you succeed in recovery and in life. Visit sobrietyengine.com to join today. Sober Nation FM is also brought to you by Recover Health. If you're ready to get fit and start living a healthier lifestyle all while supporting your sobriety, then you can learn more about having me as your own personal fitness and nutrition coach at rcvrhealth.com. And whether you're listening to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube, please share this with your friends, follow, subscribe, and leave a review. Nation, let's hop right into today's episode. Today, I'll be speaking with founder of the Optrium Health Network and developer of the Level Up series, Ryan Zofe. Thanks for coming on the show today with me, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me, my man. For sure, for sure. Glad to have you here. So before we hop in and we talk uh, a little bit about your work in the field of addiction treatment, I'd like for you to share about what things were like before you got sober and how you ended up finding recovery. Yeah, so, you know, growing up, I, I had a very loving uh, mother and father, and uh, um, I had a sister, an older sister, who was about 18 months older than me, and um, she passed away when I was uh, five years old, so my parents didn't know how to handle that, and, and you know, left to their own devices, my mother quickly turned to addiction. Um, my father, being ahead of the household, um, picked up a couple of jobs to, to, to cover and provide for the family, and, you know, and quickly, you know, growing up... Um, you know, not really spending a lot of time with my parents, you know, bouncing from grandparents' house to grandparents' house, um, mother not really being there for me. Uh, growing up about 11 years old, my mother, you know, coming back into my life and, and trying to be there for me and, and doing the best that she could with what she had, she introduced drugs to me. And uh, that was the first time I used was when I was 11. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So, and and so from there, how did things, I, I mean, I'm sure there were a lot of other things that were going on, but um, at, at what point did you actually, wh- where did this have to take you for you to find recovery, just to kind of move down the line a little bit here? Yeah, so, um, you know, try, trying, to, trying to fit in, trying to, to make sense of, of everything that was going on in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Of in and out of juvenile detention facilities. Um, I, I you know, grew up in a rough neighborhood and all the guys around me, you're a product of your environment. Growing up, um, watching the kids, you know, break into homes, rob cars. Um, I was in and out of juvenile detention facility. And um, October 6, 2001, I was in an automobile accident and I was pronounced dead at the scene. And so it was, it was pretty significant for me. And at that time, and I realized being in and out of juvenile detention for a few years. Um, if I didn't do something quick, you know, I, I already experienced death at that point and I was looking at a pretty hefty sentence. So I knew I needed to make a difference. And, um, and my mom at that time was int- introduced me to the program and um, which was, I was extremely grateful for the best gift she ever gave me. Um, she and was, was that a 12 step program or? Yeah, she, okay. uh, she, she uh, was, I think she had a year in a 12 step program at the time. And um, when I was in juvie, she came in and visited me and they talk about attraction, not promotion. And, and I experienced that, um, that spiritual awakening that we see in this program. And it was attractive to me because, you know, growing up and being on the streets with my mom, 
you know, watching essentially my mentor um, have a completely different outlook on life. And, and I felt at that moment, I have arrived. I felt at that moment that I, I knew I could, I could stop. I knew that the, the disease, you know, I, I had tools to, to fix the issues that, that I was dealing with. Wow. Yeah, that, that's pretty incredible. And I, I had a similar experience in that, uh, you know, my first sponsor, for instance, like I, I didn't know this guy, he was just a neighbor, but there was something that was and I didn't know he was sober. And at the time, you know, I was in the middle of my addiction. And, and this guy, there was something that just kept attracting me to this guy, you know, like, man, I need to talk to this guy. So that's, that's a pretty incredible thing. And that's pretty awesome that your mom found the program as well. So so you get sober at some point, and and how does life start to turn around? I mean, just what what is the development like? Um, just you know, in your experience early on in sobriety. Yeah, so I was uh, introduced to the twelve step program when I was sixteen. So up until that point, life was a blur. Um, I didn't really have much of a childhood, so I, I was looking to rekindle the life that I did not have. So I, I entered back into school. Um, I started to um, to to, to try to put my life back together and try, try to piece together what I could um, develop a relationship with my parents. I didn't really have one at the time. Um, my, my father and I really didn't speak for, for quite some time. So um, that was really, really my goal was just to, my highest priority at that time was to just stay sober and to, and to really try to build those relationships that, that I didn't have anymore. And um, yeah. Okay. And so did you stay sober from, from, so what is your sobriety date? October 9th, 2001. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I've been sober for a little over 18 years now. That's awesome, man. So let me ask you this because I know that for me personally, there was just no way in hell I was getting sober at, at 16 or 18 or, or anything like that. And it takes what it takes. Right. And everyone's experience and story is, is different. Um, but you know, let, let's just assume that, that maybe there's some younger people listening to this right now. Or, or you are speaking to someone that's, you know, in high school. And it's, it's tough not to get, like, preachy sometimes, right? When you're, you're older, you know, I didn't want to hear anything uh, that anyone really had to say when I was in high school. But, but what would you say to someone that's maybe going through some of the same things that you were experiencing? Some of those, you know, had some of the same traumas, you know, is going through, you know, hitting some of those pretty real and and dark rock bottoms in life what would you say to someone like that even though they're they're really young about this recovery deal yeah so for me it was it was really just finding finding things that were interesting to me and, and really surrounding myself with good people um you know I, I essentially grew up in in recovery so i had to find activities to do i i started playing sports um i was really active i stayed very busy um, I jumped into school. I really started to, um, to, to sponsor guys, to, to really give back. And what was cool for me was I was such an inspiration being sober so young that a lot of people looked up to me. A lot of the younger guys in recovery looked up to me. And I made myself available. You know, that's what this program taught me was giving back and, and, and being a representation of what, of what a, a good, healthy life looks like. And having really not having my parents around growing up for me getting the attention that I didn't get growing up was, was so important to me because I didn't have friends. I didn't have a childhood. I didn't have kids in the neighborhood that I can play with. I was always in and out of juvenile detention facilities, constantly running away from home, 
you know, my, my home, my home environment was, was pretty significant. So I was just fortunate, you know, when I got to recovery that, um, I, I was able to develop a lot of good relationships and, um, it went a long way for me. It really, it really helped me out. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like you were able to find that, you know, we talk so much about connection these days, right? And it, it, found, it sounds like you were able to find that connection within the rooms of a 12-step program. And, I, and I'm with you. You know, I think that saying growing up in public, that applied to me for sure, you know, and because sure. I, I think it's very true, you know, when they talk about, uh, you know, the, the brain or socially, we stop developing at the age we stop using. Right. Most of us are basically kids when we come into recovery. So right. let, let me ask you this. You, you use the word trauma, and, and you were just describing some of the traumas that, that you've experienced in your, your own life. And trauma is really, uh, it, it's kind of a, a hot topic these days, right? Because we're learning more and more about just the reality that these traumas that we experience, a lot of the times at a young age, uh, really can lead for a lot of us that are in recovery now or trying to find our way into recovery can lead to to addiction. So let me ask you this. Sure. I mean, what and I'm sure that the 12 steps and, and just being in a program of recovery helped with this, but how do you feel like you were able to really deal with some of the traumas that that you went through and experienced in life? Yeah, and starting off with with recovery and working a 12-step program, that really laid the foundation and the groundwork okay. for what was yet to come. And um and what I experienced, you know, getting into like personal development work or really looking at those traumatic events that took place, you know, one thing that, that I, that, that I really practice today and, and I continue to remind myself is I am 100% responsible for my experience to life. So going to those events and, and, and experiencing those feelings and rewiring my beliefs around them, because it's all about my beliefs. It's all about what I want to perceive of that experience. And once I got to a place of unconditional love and understood that my family did the best that they could with what they had, I was able to start to rewire that I am lovable, that I am okay, that, that, you know, that wasn't done to me. That was just an experience that I had. And it was really allowing me to, to really forgive my family and for, forgive them for, for the things that I thought they did to me. And again, it, it, and it's all an experience, you know, nothing was done intentionally to me. I was just a byproduct of those events. So it sounds like what you're saying is, is that you, you were able to say, it sounds like someone, and I want to ask you a little bit more about personal development for sure, because sure. I think that's, uh, you know, that's something that's super important to me. And it sounds like you've had a lot of cool experiences with that. But it, it sounds like someone introduced the idea of, of changing your perspective or changing really your story. Right. Sure. And so it, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like some of the stories you had initially were, uh, I'm not lovable, or maybe I don't deserve a, a good life. And you were able to kind of flip that to, hey, you know what? I do deserve a good life. I, I can have, you know, I can be happy. I can have good sure. things. Is that kind of what you're, what you're describing there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. We, we say, uh, change your story, change your life. And, um, you know, one of the, the biggest limiting beliefs that I had was that um, I'm, I'm not good enough, you know, and, and my life was driven 
on that belief. And to the point where I was so significance driven, I was so entitled. I wanted to prove myself so much that I stepped over relationships. I was unable to be honest in, in relationships with a significant other. Um, I, I was willing to bend bend rules to, to make more money so that I can create this significance so that I can show everybody that I can prove that I am enough. And man, you know, 35 years old today, you know, now I'm 35 years old and just reflecting back on my life, you know, significance was, was, was my number one priority. I wanted to prove myself. I want to prove that I was enough because of the events that, that took place growing up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I had a very similar experience in that I always felt less than. Right. I always felt less than. So I want to, I want to relate what you're talking about with limiting beliefs. I think this is set. We could have a, like five episodes just on, <laughs> on self-limiting beliefs. And I think it's just such an important topic, but I want to ask you because you've been in recovery for a while yeah. and, and this was actually something that, that I brought up in a meeting the other day because uh, we were essentially talking about, um, we were talking about how we, uh, a, a lot of addicts anyway, we self-sabotage, right? right. And, and in my mind, that has a lot to do with the self-limiting belief. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to screw this up at some point anyway. Right. So, you know, it's not going to work out well for me. So I might as well just screw it up now. How often do you see the, the self-limiting belief or these stories that we tell ourselves, how often do you think that that affects someone's ability to stay sober? I think it's, I think it's everything, you know, because typically what happens with the self-sabotage from my experience and what I would do is I would always go back to what, what was, what was my original experience. I would, I, that would, that would be my comfort zone. So not that I was intentionally trying to sabotage, but that belief is so strong for me that it was easier for me to go to, I'm not good enough and, and, and make an excuse and not take responsibility for my behaviors and be a stand there and, and take the stance of a victim and, and for me. And you don't know what I've been through and, Oh, look at this, look at that. And, and it, it's a much easier path to go down than it is to take responsibility because the way the way you to change those limiting beliefs is, is from my experience is taking responsibility you know and saying that I am 100% responsible for my experience and they teach it in the 12-step program you know cleaning your side of the street you know I am only responsible for my side of the street um, you know like the Bible talks about when, when slap one cheek turn the other you know there, there's many references of of taking responsibility and, and doing the right thing regardless what has happened to you or what my belief around an experience that has happened to me wow yeah that's man that's a really good point they they are these stories are just so ingrained in in right. the thought process and it and it i think you're right i mean i know i can say for me it it was comfortable like that was my comfort zone like living in that complete bs story and always going going back to that so moving forward here i, I want to ask a little bit so uh at, at some point you decided to actually get involved and uh and i believe you started your, your own business right in the uh in the addiction uh treatment 
uh, field, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And so I, I just want to ask you, I mean, being in that field and working with treatment centers and doing different work like that, what, what do you think that's taught you about your own sobriety? What have you learned there? So for, for, I started the business back in 2013 and the first three years in business, you know, my mindset was, you know, being successful was having a full census and, and having um, as many individuals as, as possible to help and to treat. And then I started to do this personal development work and that started in March of 2016 and my whole framework and, and my whole, um, the way I showed up in life completely started to change. And I started to realize that the people that are treating the addicts, in my view, is, is what's important and, and, and who, who we need to spend a lot of time and attention to. So when I started doing this work, um, I started to notice how I'm showing up to work is changing. The relationships I'm having with my clinicians or my psychiatrists or the techs or the people that are working for me started to significantly change. And all of a sudden, the love and connection that was starting to happen, and I started to see the clients that we were treating improve their lives. And, and it, it was such an amazing experience for me um, that I wanted to start my own personal development company. Um, it's, it's been so life-changing for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm, I'm just beyond grateful for that experience and what we've been able to do. And, and so what do you think, just from what you guys do it at your treatment centers, and I think you have treatment centers all over, right? In, in Florida, California, correct? Correct. New Jersey and Pennsylvania as well. Okay. So what, what is the, what, what was kind of the light bulb that came on there? What, what is, what is it that you guys, that you feel you are taking a different approach with than, than other treatment centers maybe? Yeah. So, I mean, it, reflecting back to when I first got into recovery, you know, simplifying it is, is, you know, what I, what I thought a good leader was, was, was providing good information, providing resources. That's what I always thought a good leader was. Then I realized being a good leader is actually doing the work. And as, as I started to implement this in my life and realized that I can't sit here and speak theory, I have to speak reality. And as I'm doing the work, showing, leading by example, others started to follow and my whole leadership team now is, is heavily involved with this type of work, and, and it's it's significantly impacted the clients um, that we treat, and it's it's just been an amazing journey. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I want to go into the personal development here because I, I know that that you've done some work with uh, Tony Robbins, and um, I, I really I'm curious. I mean, you touched on the the limiting beliefs. And I don't want to diminish that because that's super important. And I'm sure that kind of feeds into a, a lot of different areas of, of growth for you, like it has for me. Um, but tell me how the personal development side of things has, has benefited your recovery. Sure. So uh, March, 2016, when I started, I, I reflect back and look at my life at that time and I was completely miserable. I was, I, from the outside, I had the beautiful woman. I had the beautiful home. I was making a significant amount of money. I, I had the fancy car and my insides were absolutely destroyed. Um, I didn't have a purpose. I didn't feel like I was truly living the life that I was intended to live. Um, and starting to look at these areas of my life and, and putting myself around people that were willing to, to be honest with me and to tell me, Hey Ryan, this is how you're showing up today. 
and then taking it a step further and looking at where this was originated from, which was all these trauma events. And I was tired of, of uh, like they say in recovery, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tired of being sick and tired. And I was just absolutely disgusted with myself. And, um, you know, I, I realized at that moment, I have an opportunity to really make a difference in this world and to, to be a leader and lead by example. And, and it's, been a, it's been a long, hard road. This has not been easy. You know, the, the internal battle that goes on with resulting back to old behaviors or stepping up and doing something different is extremely uncomfortable. And, but once you break, through, once I've broken through those limiting beliefs and get to the other side and realize that everything's gonna be okay, it's, it's more gratifying than I can ever explain. And watching other people go through those breakthroughs is even more gratifying. And then what really starts to happen is love and connection, which is what we're all here for. We're, we're here as humans to love and connect and to, and to be a part of a community. And all of my entitlement and resentments and insecurities and fears would prevent me from having those connections with, with, with humans. And working on these areas is allowing that connection to happen, allowing that connection to take to unfold. Wow, that's pretty incredible, man. I, I mean, the way that I was just thinking about this as you were describing that is it sounds like a lot of your personal development work that you've done has really kind of like optimized what the 12th step is all about. Right. right. You know, it, it's it's changed your life so that you're able to make a, a bigger impact through carrying the message, essentially. Sure. Absolutely. That's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so it's interesting. Every so we have a course every six weeks, and it's in every six weeks I learn something different. It's like going through the steps to the fifth degree. It's 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 just like taking it to the next level, and um, it's like diving into a heavy fourth and fifth step. You know, it's it's really looking at those areas that are just so uncomfortable. You know, like like an example, like growing up, you know, my mom was chasing her addiction. My father was working all the time. So as a little boy, I'm sitting there creating this belief that I'm not loved. My, I'm not important enough. I'm not, I'm not, you know, they don't care about me. And then holding on to that and then creating this entitlement that like I'm owed something and then moving through life as if everybody owes me something. And, and, and I can disregard my behaviors because of, oh, you don't know what I've been through. So being able to break through that and understand that, that that's not, what what this life is about and that's not what our intentions are as human beings you know I, i've learned there's there's six human needs that every human strives for every day which is um certainty uncertainty significance love and connection growth and contribution and for so long all i focused on was significance and i was missing all the other areas of of, of what true humans need and, and missing out on the, on the connection side of things Wow. I, I mean, man, I'm just thinking of how much work you, you really had to do to get to that point. And, and so I guess what I would ask you is this, you know, I, I saw that, number one, I, I think a 12-step program worked for me because like I walked into uh, the room and not like I got it my first time around because I definitely didn't. But, you know, when I wanted it and I walked in, I'm like, okay, it's numbered 
one through 12 on the wall. Like this is simple for me. You know, I can, I can grasp this, right. Uh, that worked for me. And I didn't want to pile. I, that was really my main focus at first, but I, I think that, and, and I'd like your take on this and I'd like to know kind of what you might say to other people that are thinking about some exploring some of these other areas is, you know, I needed that to be my main focus at, at first, but I saw that there were other things I could be doing that would, you know, that would help me in my life um, and would also benefit my recovery as well. So for someone that's not really sure about, you know, just personal development in general, whether it's um, because I, I, I guess maybe what you're describing, and I want to be specific with this so people understand, are you talking about being part of like having a coach or being part of a mastermind or, or, or what are some of these other personal development things that you're doing or that you've done in the past? Yeah, I think all of the above, I think it's important to have a coach because for me, it's, it's, you know, you want to know where you're going, look who's around you. And just like with any, with any sport or, or any, um, you know, acting class or, or any musical, you know, any career that you have coaches and coaches continue to keep you accountable, keep you engaged, motivate you when, when you want to give up. And so I definitely needed a coach and this, and this work because it, it going battling that, that internal belief of, of breaking through is, is extremely challenging. So having a coach that's there to support you, to, 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 to push on you when, when things get tough and, and to, and to give you the truth and the honesty about the, 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 the true meaning behind what we're, our perception is at that time. Um, you know, also, you know, getting involved with a, a, a good support group, a community of, of, of men or, or women that are also, you know, walking down that path to, to support you and to encourage you. Um, and then getting involved with, yeah, a mastermind group, I think is amazing. I think, I think, you know, always wanting to raise your level of experience. And, and for me, I always want to put myself around people that have something that I want, that, that, that have already gone through the work themselves. They're, they're just like they say in recovery, you know, pick a sponsor that you, you, you want what they have. And it's the, it's the same concept with this, is putting yourself around men that, you know, are living the life of, of integrity and, and having the emotional, you know, emotional integrity with, with how they're living and the ability to express all the feelings that, that humans do have and not avoid them. And that's what yeah. true vulnerability is about. Man, I, yeah, I'd agree with you 100%. So that's pretty awesome. And, and for anyone listening that doesn't understand, I mean, a mastermind can basically be described most of the time. It's, uh, it's for like business mastery to some degree, right? And uh, you're an entrepreneur or you want to grow in your business somehow or something along those lines. And basically, you're part of a group of people that, like you said, are all, all trying to level up. And most of them have their own business. Uh, a lot of the times in my experience, the people were way ahead of me. So I learned not only from the person running the mastermind, but, you know, all the other people in it. And, and so I want to be clear, though, like this stuff we're talking about, this personal development stuff, this is not an alternative to recovery, right? Like this is, I think my experience was, is it's, you know, everything that I learned in recovery introduced me number one to the concept, which man, I think is just so important being able to ask for help. Like if right. I want to get to that next level or I want to do something awesome, like being able to ask for help. And so some of these, uh, you know, personal development tools and, um, and events are a way to get there. So 
that leads us right into, I, I want to ask about the Level Up Development Series. So uh, you started this recently. I think you even said that your first event is this weekend. Tell us about the event, what it's all about, who, and just who it's for. Yeah, so we started it six months ago, and it was really just friends and family. And what we were looking to do at that point is just you know, start to build the community. Um, so we were offering it to, to anybody who wanted to come. And I think we service 70 individuals that have gone through the course. And um, this, this weekend will be our first uh, public offering. And I believe we have 60 attendees coming. Wow. And um, what it, yeah, what it's about is really just going, learning about emotional integrity, um, you know, breaking through fears, breaking through limiting beliefs, you know, building a community um, and just supporting each other through, through these, these very challenging events and feelings. No one wants to go and experience the, the shame or the guilt of their mother or father not being there or, or you know, whatever, whatever event they've gone through. And so being there, supporting them through that, the level of connection that takes place when, that, when, when those breakthroughs are happening is priceless. You, know, you, you take somebody through the steps, you have a bond with that person forever. So it's very similar to that. Okay. And is this just for people in recovery? Is this for everyone? Who is this for? No, it's for everybody. And, and I think our, our ideal customer would be somebody who doesn't have a 12-step program that doesn't have something to lean back on. And, um, you know, what, what, from my experience, a lot of people that do attend and are involved do have a 12 step background. Um, but they're less likely to be as engaged because they already have something to, to, to fall back on or they have resources or they have their, their network of friends. So this is, this is our, our ideal situation is somebody that doesn't have anything or, or doesn't have resources or isn't able to, to express themselves or, or doesn't have a community to, to lean on or, or to love or a family, you know, it's, it's a family with, with a bunch of individuals that have the same goals in mind. That's awesome, man. I really love that. So, you know, when I checked out uh, the website for uh, the level up de uh, development series, I see that, you know, one of the things that, that it touches on there is unlocking your full potential. And so I, I want to ask you, I mean, what are some tools or some tips or, tactics or something that, that you could share with our listeners just maybe so that they can start unlocking their full potential? Yeah. So for me, what, what I found was the, the vulnerability aspect of it was, was huge for me. Um, you know, a lot of people would always tell me, Ryan, it's, it's hard to approach you. You're unapproachable. And it would come off as very arrogant or, or entitled. And I would miss a ton of opportunities. I'd, I'd miss opportunities for relationships. And you know, proximity is power. You know, this life is all about who you know. And so the biggest tool that, that I've experienced is um, relationships, is the, the ability to, to really be vulnerable with somebody and to be there with somebody unconditionally. Um, growing up, for me, life was always conditional. You know, like if I did this, I would get my mom's attention. If I would break into this home my father would come for the rescue and i learned what conditional love was so learning going through this work has has taught me what unconditional love is so that's been the greatest experience that i've had and the greatest tool that that has allowed me to, to evolve wow yeah that's that's pretty incredible man so i, I want to ask you here before we wrap up what is one piece of advice 
that you'd like to share with the sober nation? Yeah. So what I would say is, is, you know, life is going to happen. You know, things are going to show up. Things are going to, things are going to be, you know, there's going to be challenges that, that, that do come in front of us and um, don't give up, don't quit, you know, the, don't, don't, you know, give up before the, the miracle happens. Um, and you're not alone. You know, this is, uh, this is not something that has to be done alone. And um, yeah, so that's what I would say. Definitely not alone. That's great advice, man. So uh, you can learn more about Ryan and all of his work at thelevelupseries.com. Ryan, thanks for coming on the show today with me, man. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the info from today's episode. Sober Nation FM is brought to you by Sobriety Engine. Sobriety Engine is a free online community of men and women supporting each other in their recovery. Visit sobrietyengine.com to join today. This show is also brought to you by Recover Health. If you're ready to get fit and start living a healthier lifestyle while supporting your sobriety, you can learn more about having me as your own personal fitness and nutrition coach at rcvrhealth.com. And again, whether you're listening to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube, please share this with your friends, follow, subscribe, and leave us a review. Nation, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.